0: Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours not what its current value is but how much of it will end up in your pockets not the government's remember you still might owe taxes on that money make sure you are not overpaying keep every dollar you are entitled to look i know it's confusing it's complicated and it definitely is not fun that's why at pinnacle retirement advisors we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share it's your money you deserve to know what's at stake call our team at pinnacle retirement advisors today to get started 352-320-2060 that's 352-320-2060 do not do the irs any favors 352-320-2060 firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through a wealth management llc
1: Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I have Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, and since they're financial advisors, it's always a good idea to talk to them about money. So that's what we're going to do for the next hour. First off, how you doing? How was your 4th of July weekend? Everybody doing okay?
2: Yeah, we're doing great.
1: Yeah,
3: it was good. Nice to have a little bit of a break with 4th of July being on Monday. So we actually closed the office for Tuesday as well. So that was nice to have a four-day weekend.
2: Yes, it was. Very
1: nice. Well, I always see 4th of July is kind of like the halftime break of the year, because, you know, as soon as June ends, technically we're at the halfway point of the year. And so this is kind of a good time to give yourself a little pep talk. Maybe go get some water. If you got to go to the bathroom, let's do that uh, before you go <laughs> tackle the back half of the year. But I wanted to ask y'all about something. I'd seen this. There was a report on... I don't know, it was like a 60 Minutes or CBS Sunday Morning or Dateline or something, a few years ago called the FIRE movement. FIRE, F-I-R-E, stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. It's kind of a forced set of initials. It's just about people who want to retire ridiculously early, like in their 40s if they can. If not your 40s, then your 50s. And you know that's kind of the extreme end of retirement planning. But I wanted to ask you all about it because I've been seeing it more in the news lately. I mean, do you see people? Do you have any clients that are retiring in their 40s or 50s, maybe?
3: Yeah, you know, we don't see it too often. But when I look around town, I do see it. So like people that are parking at their family's house in their camper uh, because they're in their 40s. And honestly, I don't know what they do for work, but they do something. And, uh, you know, so who knows what it is, but we all seen, especially the last few years, the tiny houses, right. They even of have course. the show, the tiny yeah. houses where people are really trying to live as modestly as possible. And I don't know if it's, I think it's more of a lifestyle thing, you know, to be able to, I have a little freedom. I, I don't really understand it too much. I, I know that personally, I want to save as much as possible so I can have a certain, lifestyle or a certain level of lifestyle when when we're retired, so we can travel and that sort of thing. But I do get it. So what these people are trying to do, the whole approach here is to save and target saving 70% of their income. So think about that. Uh, And it has gotten a little easier possibly for people being able to work at home remotely on their computers. So that's been helpful for sure. But, you know, 70% of your income, so let's just say you're making $100,000 a year, even as a couple, okay, a household, $100,000 a year, you know, you're saving 70000 of that. So you're living on $30,000, you are paying taxes. So what do you have, a couple thousand bucks a month, you know, that you're living on. So these people are sacrificing lifestyle now to be able to just have a little more flexibility and freedom later. But the problem is, and I, I researched it, and if you have time, definitely go online and pull it up. It's called Fire. Like James said, the financial independents retire early, but really these folks, when they do retire, they're trying to pull three to four percent off their retirement savings. So if you think about that, their goal is a million dollars, is what they say. So if you're pulling thirty to forty thousand dollars, that's about how much they're spending now. Mm -hmm. You know, so they're definitely living a modest lifestyle.
2: I would definitely say you have to live very modest. And I have a friend from high school and I follow him on Instagram and he has a van. It's an older van that he has, you know, converted to living quarters, basically. But he travels with his dog and he really posts some amazing pictures. But he's living a very simple life. But it's pretty neat, though, to see what he's doing. So... I mean, it could yeah, be Yeah, you almost like get a
3: little jealous,
1: yeah. you know?
2: I mean, obviously Gary and I have not, <laughs> we're not part of that fire movement, so because we're in our mid-40s. <laughs> yeah,
1: and sometimes I feel a little jealous too, but then I feel like how conditioned are we? Because Don and Gary, it was just when we were younger, that people living in a van down by the river was a pejorative. It was a punchline. It was like a cautionary tale like this isn't how you want to end up if you don't get good grades. Exactly. No, I hear
3: you stay away from that van
1: over there. You know, don't go near the van kids. No, but
3: you're right. I mean, the perspective on that years ago was totally different than
1: it is now. It's well, I'm not falling for it. I do not want to live in a 500 square foot house for the rest <laughs> of my life. Yeah, I agree. I don't with want to you. live in a van. I don't yeah. want to live yeah. like a like a Spartan. You know, about to go fight the Athenians. You know, just living mm-hmm. on like a cup full of grain every day. I uh, guess it's,
3: it's more of like the modern day hippie type thing. I, you know, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, that, that's not so, the life. And for if me. you're listening and, and you're a fire person, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just you know. Well,
1: crazy. here's the other thing that bothers me about this is let me get this straight. You want to retire when you're like 40, 45. So you're going to have, what, a working career of 20, 25 years, and then that money that you save up for 20, 25 years is going to have to last you to 100. So you work for 25 years, this money is going to have to last you for about 50 years. It's going to have to last for twice as long as it took you to accumulate it. That seems like some really, I don't want to say impossible math, but really tough math. Yeah,
2: you would think so. I mean, because really, we all know the longer the time horizon to retirement, the more aggressive you need to be with your savings and investments. But um.
3: But if you're not spending your money like these people,
2: right? But you still need that <laughs> growth. You need that aggressive growth, like James says. If you're going to be in retirement for fifty years, no, I, I 50, agree with you. Sixty years, yeah. you know, they're not doing the whole thing like most people do. The closer they approach retirement, the more conservative they are. You know, so they're not losing their shirt right before their plan on uh, retiring. So they really have to be invested very aggressively and they have to be putting a large sum of money away each month. You've got to be disciplined to be able to do that.
1: Well, I don't have that. I definitely don't have that. But I also like Big Macs. So like a Big Mac, you can go ahead and laugh, but this is, this is a good metric. So the Big Mac has just reached five bucks kind of on average, not the combo with the drink and the fries, just the Big Mac itself is about five bucks. And the
3: patty's smaller than
1: it used to be. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. Both of
2: them. So you need two Big That's Macs. crazy.
1: But here's the deal. We've talked about it on the show before, prices on average double about every 20 years. If you're going to have a 60-year retirement and a Big Mac's five years now, think about it like this, in 20 years, that Big Mac's going to be 10 bucks, mm-hmm. 20 years from that, the Big Mac is going to be 20 bucks. So it goes 5, 10, 20. 20 years after that, which you're still going to be here in 60 years if you're retiring, or you could be if you're retiring at age 40. What will it be then? $40 for a Big Mac. Did you really save enough money in current dollars that are going to be paying for the Big Mac in dollars that you're going to need in like 2070?
2: Right, so the last thing that you want to do is hit sixty years old and be like, "Oh, geez, I, I, I got to go. Bank. I got to go back to work. My income's not going to last me, but another couple years, and I have probably twenty, thirty years, possibly."
3: Are you going to grow a lot of lettuce for salad? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Well, then your skills have diminished. You haven't kept up with the, you know the work. Uh, of course world. not. Yeah. And you know the only thing you've been doing is tinkering with a van. So maybe you go back to work as a van tinkerer of some sort. But um, yeah, this whole fire movement—I get it, I get it. Hey, I would like to not have to work anymore after I clock forty-five years old and uh, just coast for the rest of my life. But I don't know. It just sounds like there's some big holes in this movement, and they're not telling you about the ugly parts yet. But we're going to be hearing about the ugly parts soon. Sure. All right. Well, let me know if you get one of these people in there because
2: we will. (laughs) That's a great story. I'm sure it'll be a great story.
1: (laughs) Here's where I think it could work is if. When you're young, and this is rare, but there's a few people who do fit this description. When you're young, you make a ton of money, ton of money. So if you were like a professional baseball, basketball, NFL player, and, and you're bringing in, you know, $600,000 a year, well, you're not going to be making that at age 50. Hell, you're not Actually, gonna be the that.
3: minimum salary for NBA is like 900000
1: right on well i should have gone with basketball instead of hanging out with you guys but yeah, right. i can see how you would clock enough money that you could just coast for the rest of your life or if you had like a hit song like if you're Katy perry or even if you just had a one hit wonder or even a high income person at a young age like a doctor could crank out enough money to not have some wild lifestyle hit because okay fire movement makes sense to me but not if you have to live in a van or not if you have to live in a tiny house or if you have to eat ramen noodles every day. So
2: right. And you can't really have children at that point either.
1: No, (laughs) no kids.
2: No kids. They cost too much. Yeah.
3: And then you can't live in your van anymore.
2: No, you can't. Jeez.
1: So these people are crazy. I'm looking forward to the follow-up stories that I'm going to see on Dateline or CBS Sunday morning or 60 minutes or whatever. Oh, they're going to be on there. Yeah. The fire people (laughs) that had to go back to work at age 64 or whatever, because they ran out of money. Yep. They're like, oh, well, just the math caught up with us. Anyway, this is uh, Gary and Don Crawford, Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, Financial Advisors. So, of course, I like to talk them about money. 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. So let's say we try and take some lessons from these fire people because the one thing that they do have right is that you do need to sacrifice some of your lifestyle now if you want to have that after you're no longer working. So if we take the less extreme approach, what are some of the lessons and and patterns we should actually adopt from the fire people?
3: Well, you know, I think just being aware of our spending, possibly, because we know majority of Americans, whether you're working age or you're retired, a lot of people don't have a real budget that they follow completely. Now, people do have a guideline. They understand how much is coming in and what's going out. But these people are really tight budgeters, it sounds like. So, you know, maybe looking a little more at that. And I know we've talked about that before on past shows. And that's one thing we hate to say is, oh, you need to budget your money because nobody likes to hear that. But at the same time, you may. I mean, we we're working with some folks where, you know, they're in their 70s, ones, you know, in their 60s, and they've been working for a long time. And, and they came in this past week and they just really didn't have enough to retire. Uh, I was really surprised, yeah, actually, so um, based on their careers. And, uh, you know, for them, this fire movement may have been a good thing just to have a little bit of that, you know, understanding of spending and lifestyle that we can't work forever. You know, we've got to make sure that we're putting some things away. So our next meeting with these folks, we're really going to have to start talking about a budget because they need to put away another $200,000, 250000 over the next five years if possible, um, because at least, at the of the least. lifestyle that they're yeah. going to want. So it's kind of crazy. But,
2: and and uh, you never want to tell someone, Hey, you can't retire. You know, that's the last thing you want to be able no. to tell or that we would hate to yeah. tell someone. Yeah.
1: Well, the one thing these fire people have that I definitely need to work on is that spending discipline. I love treating myself. I love when I have to get <laughs> gas, just go get like a, something to drink to go with it. Or I love having all of my streaming services even some that i don't use on a monthly basis i love living in a decent house in a nice subdivision you know i a decent car i like treating myself and i probably do it too much
2: i think we're all guilty of that i mean i know i am oh
1: yeah i, I know we are <laughs> we are that's what makes these fire people so crazy it's like oh aren't you perfect with your disciplined spending habits all right gary and don also- crawford hang on let's hey. step aside we gotta take a break here 352-320-2060 if you want to call Gary and Don Crawford, even if you're not a fire person and their website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. It's just the name of the show, retirementwithpinnacle.com. We'll be right back
4: with more Retirement with Pinnacle. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning another for estate planning and another for retirement income planning that's why pinnacle retirement advisors was started gary and don crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning pinnacle retirement advisors they're more than just convenient they're knowledgeable and experienced to set up a meeting with gary and don crawford and the pinnacle retirement advisors team to talk about your retirement call 352-320-2060 That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I have Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. And look, they deal with uh, these financial products all day, every day. And we're going to talk about annuities because I've been seeing some uh, commercials on TV constantly where some people are telling you annuities are the way to go. And other people are saying, I would die go to hell before I sold an annuity. You know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? You We do. So I just want to go over this recent survey here from the Alliance for Lifetime Income. says 9 out of 10 investors say protection is important for their retirement income. And 71% of younger investors were interested in annuities as part of their overall retirement income plan. So people are still interested in annuities. But what do you think is behind the increased interest in annuities lately?
3: Well, I mean, with the increase, especially with the younger folks, I think the pandemic had a lot to do with it because for younger individuals, they never really saw like an economic cycle, market corrections, any of this stuff, you know, and then we saw the pandemic, we saw chaos in the country. So a lot of people are looking at, well, how can I protect some things for the future? Maybe they saw their parents or grandparents go back to work, even So this brings up a good point, and I'm glad you you asked me this, because even Fidelity, they are launching a guaranteed income direct platform, and the IRS is developing some things as well for lifetime income annuities. Reason being is in Fidelity's platform, it's for their 401k platform. So if Fidelity is your platform for your 401k, they're going to start offering annuities as a place you can put your contributions. And the reason for this is pensions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pensions are going away. They're almost extinct now. If you haven't worked for a municipality or for like a big company like Lockheed Martin, Johnson, Johnson, you name it, some of those bigger companies may still have pensions, but majority have moved to 401k. And the problem is, is people, yeah, they can save and they can build up quite a bit in 401k, but here comes the problem. As they get to retirement, maybe they haven't met with a company like ours to sit down and say, Hey, before we retire, you know, let's start working on this income plan and exit strategy. So we understand how to, to make income a sustainable sources and that sort of thing. So the big thing again, is the extinction of pensions. And I think it's super important. And people are going to be looking at that more and more because they don't know how to invest for income. And that's where they start running into problems.
1: The extinction of pensions. Yeah, I like that because they are kind of going the way of the dinosaur. But this seems to be a good, solid way to fill in the gap that pensions left. Absolutely. I'm not sure everyone understands how an annuity works just because there's so many different ones. And so if you do learn how one annuity works, someone else can talk about annuity. You're like, well, that's not what I thought I was getting into or that's not what I thought annuity was. So I guess I don't know how. We
3: get that all the time in the office. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the difference between, the something like a, a pension or an annuity and then something that's like less guaranteed, like a non-guaranteed income source. I see people going for like interest on their CDs or dividends from their stocks or rental income or a real estate investment trust. But talk about the difference between protected income and this maybe money category.
2: Okay, James. So. Let's just say you are one of our prospective clients that comes in, and we told you that with your amount of savings, you could take, I don't know, about $50,000 a year for income. But then there might be some years you may only want to take about $5,000 a year. Would you be okay with that? (laughs) Oh my God, no. No, of course you wouldn't. All right. So when, when we discuss protective income with our clients, we're talking about income that they can count on, whether the market is doing great or if it's doing poorly. And so this is income that won't run out. It's going to be there for them in the future. It's guaranteed. So they don't have to make that decision to take less than what they're used to taking. And they aren't having to sacrifice maybe not taking that trip or only going out to eat maybe one night a week instead of right. three nights a week. And if you're using maybe money for additional income. That's income that you may or may not get that year. Those are the kind of decisions you might be forced to make in order to cover your monthly expenses. And who wants to live that way? People don't. And that's why I think those pensions or the annuities are becoming very popular because that is guaranteed income right there.
3: Yeah, and the discretionary spending, the traveling, the hobbies, all those different things. When we're going through a situation like we are right now, You know, our clients aren't having to have these discussions with each other. Should we go out to eat tonight or should we not? Because they have these income plans built up with guaranteed sources. And that's right. They know
2: they can afford it. They know that they don't have to take less money this year just because there's volatility in the market.
1: So when you go down the annuity side, you're kind of creating your own pension system. If you pick the right annuity that it never goes away, it'll always... Clock that money at the end of the month. What's that kind of annuity called where I just have income for life or maybe income for life with spousal continuation? What is that? Called? If I wanted to call you on the phone and ask for that, I want to turn this big lump sum into what's basically a monthly pension check. What do I ask for? Well, that would be
3: like an immediate annuity. And those come into play sometimes. We don't use them as frequently just because the downside to that, and this is where a lot of people say, well, I heard if you do an annuity, you put your money in and you never have access to it again. Well, an immediate annuity is that, Mm -hmm. okay? And that's pretty much what your retirement companies, whoever you retire from, is using to give you a pension, okay? Because that is the only way to guarantee your income for your life. And if you do a spousal continuance, they're using insurance products to guarantee that, okay? But you have to look at a few other things. So if you're looking at using any other type of products than the guaranteed, you're losing some guarantees. So like you have interest rate risk, you have market risk and things of that sort that could affect your income. And and right now, that's what Dawn just pretty much talked about is you don't want to have these discussions about whether or not you're going to have to reduce your income for the year. And if you're using strictly like managed monies or securities for income, and there could be a good place for some of your income there, but your baseline income really should not have any risk. And think about it this way. So during our working years, we're contributing to our accounts. If we had companies, the 401k was being matched. So when we did go through 2008, 2010, before that even, uh, you know, our accounts came back quicker because we were contributing to them. We were not pulling money out, right? we weren't pulling any money out. So they continued to compound and grow quicker and come back quicker. They rebounded. Okay. But when you're retired and you're starting to supplement income off your retirement savings, I'm supplementing 20, 30, maybe 40, $50,000 a year off my retirement savings. And then our account values decrease and we still want to maintain that lifestyle. Well, you're pulling monies out when you're not contributing back to it. So it could take a much longer time four, five, even maybe six years for your accounts to come back to where they were depending on how they're invested. So that's where these products become much more attractive and just at least covering your baseline income. Now, I'm not telling you to go put all your money in annuities at all. Uh, Some of our clients don't use them at all. Some of our clients, that's all they use. So it really just depends on the person, but we're going to guide you the best we can to help you understand how to meet your income needs and goals. And I think that's really what it comes down to. So if you're listening today and you have questions, I mean, you can just call the office and ask some questions. Don't feel like you have to make a commitment to anything. Uh, The number to the office is 352-320-2060, or you can go to retirementwithpinnacle.com and you can schedule a call or an appointment in our office.
1: You know, it kind of dawned on me what one of these annuities is, the ones that will replace a pension. when. I realize that's what they do with the lottery winnings. When they say the cash value is like $100 million, but if you take the 30-year payout, it'll be $180 million. Yeah, they use annuities for that. Right. So they, you could just do that. You could just take the lump sum of $100 million and you could throw it in an annuity. And after 30 years, you will have withdrawn you know, $180 million, just like if you had let the state do it, the government do it.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, you so, could. So that was kind of, it's, it's weird that the things that kind of click with you, it's like, oh, I get it now. They didn't come up with more money that they're going to give you if you take it over 30 years. They actually just took the same thing and put it in one of these products. And then you kind of slap yourself on the forehead. You're like, okay, I've been piling up a few hundred thousand dollars in my 401k slash IRA over the years. And when I'm ready to retire, that's what I can do. That's what people are doing to make these monthly checks continue because look we all get used to getting a check you know once a month or twice a month or whatever and you want that monthly income to come in kind of in a similar fashion if nothing else just because that's what you're used to and that's how they do it annuities yeah all right so is there such thing as being too protective of your money being too safe with your money
3: Yeah, I mean, that could be a disadvantage as well, because I mean, look right now, I mean, for the last 10 years, maybe not as much, but right now inflation's at 10%. Let's just round that number. We're right at 10%. Agreed. And that can be pretty scary for folks. So we do see people where they have a lot of money sitting in their cash accounts and their brokerage accounts because they're not sure how to invest it. They have, you know, a bunch of money sitting in the bank far beyond their emergency fund or anything of that sort. In their safety net. Well, and that's
2: because they're scared right they're now. They're afraid. Yeah.
3: But the problem is, is that becomes a really big disadvantage. You have to be making some interest on your retirement savings. I mean, a small portion, it's fine. Again, your emergency fund and that sort of thing, whatever makes you feel warm and fuzzy to have in the bank and accessible. But you still need to be making some interest. If you're not making at least three or four percent, I mean, you're losing money big time, right? Especially at zero.
2: And I feel when they come in and we hear people say, they're almost embarrassed because they know that. They'll be like, I have about $300,000 just sitting in the bank doing nothing. And they're embarrassed, but they're looking for help at this point sure. because they they don't know what's out there. They don't know the alternatives to you know something that can be safe for them and still grow at the same time.
3: Yeah, most people know that they have their... You know, brokerage houses and or they have their accounts that they have set up through like Vanguard, Fidelity, whatever it might be in the bank. But mm-hmm. they don't understand that there's a lot of products through insurance companies that are there's a lot that are liquid. There's some that are short term. There's some that are longer term, but they're going to provide you some guarantees, at least. And they're insured. And, um, that's, uh, yeah. So we're not saying put
2: all your, you know, if you had 300,000, don't put the whole 300,000 into something, put a portion of that in there so it can work for you. Like maybe
1: half of it in there, or I know everyone's different, but you know, whatever proportion you put in there, what do you do with the rest of the money that you don't do the annuity with that money that's sitting in cash at 300,000? Say we put 150,000 in annuity, the rest of it, does it just sit in cash or
3: Well, the first thing we look at, and I know we've talked about it before, is we always want to address your income first, okay? What is your required income that you want or your desired income? And let's make sure that we're investing to address the income for starters. After that, then we can look at, well, what's going to affect your income during retirement? Let's look at some safeguarding there. And then whatever's left, if you want to have a little more risk with it, then we can look at different options. So it really depends. I'm not going to say, hey, do this or that. But again, I like to start with the income first. And for most people, that makes a lot of sense.
1: All right. We're talking with Gary and Don Crawford. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors is their outfit. So if you're looking for some answers to your questions about annuities or making your own pension, anything retirement or investment related, 352-320-2060. Their website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. And we're going to continue talking about annuities because annuities are completely different in the current iteration than they were for your parents and grandparents in fact some of these products didn't even exist 20 30 years ago so we'll uh, continue this discussion next on retirement with pinnacle
0: for more information about gary and Dawn and the team at pinnacle retirement advisors visit retirementwithpinnacle.com to learn more Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share it's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I have Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. If you have a question about uh, anything financial related, this is what they do. This is their job. They get people ready for retirement, get you to retirement, and then get you through retirement. 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. If you're just joining us, we're talking about annuities here in the last couple segments. And Gary... Don, I want to talk about how annuities have changed because this is one of the tough things about being financially literate in adulthood. You know, once you leave school, if you go find out what annuities are, you can come back and revisit the situation 20, 30 years later and the landscape is different. So what's changed? What's changed in the annuity world?
3: Well, like everything, it's evolved quite a bit and people are really looking for opportunities to get the most return when they look at annuities. They want to get the most return or they want to get the most income, or they want guarantees. So there are a lot of products. There's a variety of products, really. Before, it was either the immediate annuities for income we talked about before. There was variable annuities, or there were fixed annuities, and that was about it. So they've really evolved over time, and there's a lot of different ways to utilize these tools these days.
2: Yeah, and I feel like really the main concern with those annuities back then were being in control of it. Like you're, they felt like they lost control of their money.
1: So one of the most confusing aspects I've noticed about annuities is there's so many types and it's not just like different flavors of ice cream. The different types of annuities are almost completely different animals that deserve to be in different financial categories. Can you go over the disparate types of annuities?
2: Sure. Well, let's look at the key thing to remember is that annuities, They're capable of creating a guaranteed stream of income. However, determining which one, of course, is the one that's right for you depends on several factors such as risk orientation, income goals, and when you want to begin that income. And so I'll try my best to condense these definitions in order to eliminate further confusion. But like Gary was just saying, immediate annuities. So with immediate annuities, You give a lump sum premium to an insurance company with the intention of starting that income within the first 12 months of opening that account. And that insurance company will insure regular income payments until you pass away.
3: Yeah. Even if you spend all the money out of that contract, the income's guaranteed for life. So they're going to base that off your life expectancy, right? Right. Of course. What's that one called?
2: Immediate annuity, okay. so you're going to get it. I mean, you put the money in, and you're immediately going to take income from it. But you know, you're sacrificing your principal, the control, in exchange for a higher lifelong income with this one. Um, deferred annuities, they're funded again with either a single premium, or you can put a series of payments in, okay, to the insurance company. And these are for people who plan on taking income from this in the future. So anything over 12 months. Okay, so these allow your principal to increase, which in turn increases your payout. And these are mostly used to supplement income. And then we also look at fixed annuities. And typically, these are shorter terms we tend to see. They have a fixed interest rate that the insurance company is guaranteeing you and for a certain period of time. So these rates are typically higher than CDs. So I know we use a lot of these as a CD alternative. Sure. And then you can defer or draw income from them.
3: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're nearing four and a half percent right now on some companies.
2: Yeah. And they can be, you know, pretty good when it comes to if you're, you know, some of your money that's just sitting there in the bank. Um, And then there's fixed index annuities. I feel these are sometimes difficult for people to understand because these are a tax deferred option that provides principal protection in a down market as well as growth potential. So returns are based on the performance of an underlying index like the S&P 500. And while the benchmark index does follow the market, your money is never exposed to the stock market.
3: Your principal or your interest that you've earned, which is nice. So if you've earned, if you had a $100,000 investment, you made 10%, your new principal that's protected is 110000 So it's a really nice opportunity to still dabble with market returns instead of just settling for a fixed rate at three or 4% Mm -hmm. um, and just gives you more opportunity and something you can participate in. So you can actually change up the indexes you track every year on this as well. So
2: these are pretty attractive to most people. Yeah, they are. Um, And then there's variable annuities. And these are for investors willing to take a risk. And so these allow investors to choose from several mutual funds or sub-accounts. And the account value is determined by the performance of these sub-accounts, and you can purchase a rider as hedge for poor market performance. The downside to these are fees. So we look at that. They really have to make sense for you. This is not an annuity that we would typically use. We would probably use a different type of uh, investment.
1: Well, this is the one that can go down too, so I don't like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a mutual fund with an annuity shell. So you do have the option to annuitize it or make it an immediate annuity for guaranteed income. Like Don said, some of them have riders you can pick, which they have riders on all types of annuities where you can get a guaranteed rate for a lifetime income benefit rider or something of that sort. But, but you're going to you pay, pay a, a fee. fee for them.
1: But they're the more expensive type products out of all of them. Some obvious questions come to mind. With that immediate annuity, I put up some money and they're going to spit out a monthly check or annual income for as long as I live, what if I die in four months? Does that money just poof, it's gone? Well,
3: you can do like a life with period certain is what they call it. So you could do your life. And if you die within the first 10 years, your beneficiary gets the rest 10 years of payments or 15 or 20. So oh, okay. whatever you elect for that, you know, it will reduce how much you get you receive for your lifetime. But it does give you a little bit of an insurance factor that if you die early or quickly, then your beneficiaries would get some And that's where that becomes attractive for somebody that's retiring and they have a pension that they're able to buy out. And I'll explain that to you. So if you're retiring and you have a pension, you can either take as a pension payment or you could take the lump sum. Okay. We usually look at it and depending on the situation, sometimes we've advised people take the pension, the payout's really good. And in your situation, that's going to be the best bet for you. But there are other folks who say, you know, I'm not really healthy and I'm not sure how long I'm going to be around, or I'm just concerned that what if I get in a car accident a year or two after I started taking my pension, then none of my beneficiaries will get that money at well, all. Well,
2: let me just say something there. It's typically the spouse. If you have a spouse, that's really the beneficiary who's going to get that pension R- if you collect right. elected A that.
3: survivor benefit for your spouse or or whatever that might be. But if you're concerned, let's say you're single, and you don't have a spouse. So at that point, if you elect a pension, nobody's going to to receive it. So by using annuity products, you can still create that pension and have a survivor benefit for your beneficiary on that.
1: All right. And then let's talk about the, uh, the fixed annuity world, whether it's indexed or just a fixed rate annuity. You mentioned four something percent. That's not what we were talking about at the beginning of the year. Are, are those things are looking better now?
3: Oh yeah, rates have come up quite a bit. Um, it seems like every couple of weeks we're getting a rate hike, but we are with the Fed as well, so that's been affecting the the overall market and the economy and lending and and everything across the board. But yeah, rates are great right now. You know, we're right at about four and a half percent right now uh, for a five year term. That's guaranteed. After five years, you get your money back. You have access to ten percent or interest during the term. So unlike CDs, you don't have that. So. There's a great opportunities there for some of your safe money you're just trying to uh, protect, but still get some return on.
1: Yeah, and four and a half percent doesn't sound like a huge windfall, but you know at the beginning of yeah, the but year, for
3: years, I mean, for the last like ten three, years, three percent you couldn't, you couldn't get four percent. You know, so that's a pretty good deal. So if you're listening today and you're like, hey, how do I get that? Give our office a call three five two. Three two zero twenty sixty, and we can walk you through a few things.
1: Well, I like to look at it in proportions here because if you go from three percent interest to four and a half percent interest, that is one hundred and fifty percent of what you are getting. It's a fifty percent increase.
2: Mm, sure, yeah, that's a good way to look at it's it. A big
1: deal. <laughs> Yeah, the math isn't so cool when I do it, is it? Uh, <laughs> so when you talk about the fees that sync variable annuities, what do the fees look like in these other annuities? You didn't mention the fee set up for an immediate deferred or, or fixed annuity.
2: Well, yeah, that, so fees on annuities, it really depends on which annuity you're in, what type of riders, if you choose any. I mean, when we look at fixed index annuities, those fees are going to average anywhere from zero to typically what one one percent if you
3: if you put a rider on them, but if you're just using them for accumulation, there's no fees,
2: right? So we always look at the situation that you're in, the goal that you're trying to accomplish, and I know we're always trying to be as efficient as possible when it comes to fees and that sort of thing. But if you look at Variable annuities, those fees range anywhere from two to a whopping four so, percent. Yeah, we've
3: seen 4.75. Yeah,
2: so that's a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, if you choose any riders, like additional death or income riders, that adds to the cost as well. So, we look at those companies and we look at those annuities and we say, okay, again, what is your goal? And how can we be as efficient as possible in eliminating those fees? Many times we're able to help people eliminate fees.
3: Yeah. Now on the fixed rates, like the four, four and a half, roughly percent that we've been talking about here, those don't have fees on them at all either. So.
1: All right. So I don't, I don't like the sound of fees though. So when you talk about how it goes down to 1%, that's kind of water I can swim in. Uh, What other factors do you use to choose the right annuity? We got fees, we got payout, we've got how much you pay in. What are the things I don't know about yet.
3: Well, here's the trade-off. So you're either going to have risk if you're in the market, right? Mm -hmm. Now you can get higher returns and you have some liquidity depending on the, the portfolio holdings that you have. Now, when you move over to like safe money, so CDs at the bank, if you have a CD at the bank and you break it, you have a penalty, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with annuity products. You're not going to have, well, the variable ones, they're a little different because you have market risk, you have fees and you have, so again, there's a lot of risk there in my opinion. But when you talk about fixed annuities, indexed annuities, if you don't have riders on them, there's no fees, but what's the trade-off? Well, there's a term, right? So it's either like a five-year or whatever it might be. Um, some are longer terms as well. But you have access to your accounts each year. Most of them have a 10-10 rule. You have access to 10% a year over the first you know, 10 years or five years or whatever the term might be on the contract. And the majority of products we use, especially with retirees, they all have long-term care waivers on them, okay? So that just means if you need your money for long-term care, because that's really what people are concerned with, right? They waive all your surrender fees. So it's 100% liquid at that point. So there is some flexibility there. I mean, we try to focus on products where, again, we focus on the least amount of fees, the most efficiency in your planning to make stuff work for you because that's really ultimately what it's about is making sure that you're using products and tools that are working for you, not somebody else's pocket.
2: Well, that's why we like to look at your whole picture too. So again, you know, if you had $300,000, you're not going to put that whole $300,000 into an annuity. You still need money for liquidity, right? So it, like you said, James, earlier, you know, if you put half of that in, you still have monies in the event you needed a large sum of money in order to maybe what, purchase a car or purchase a new roof. Sure. Well, and one thing I want to
3: touch on real quick, because Don's mentioned $300,000 a couple of times, and that's not like a minimum or anything of that sort. Just so you know, a lot of these products, their minimums are $25,000. So if you're looking for a place to put some of your safe money, you know, they're up to $25,000. You can get into some of those products.
1: All right, this is Gary and Don Crawford, Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352 320 2060. 352 320 2060. If the guy listening is already in some annuities and he thinks he may be in the wrong ones, uh is oh, it Oh yeah. Is we it, should it, review. Yeah, mm-hmm. is it difficult to get that fixed or get him out of that, or does he just have to ride it out? Is, is No, sometimes
3: problem. that's a great question, James, because some people come in and that's what they have. Um, and sometimes we make them work for their situation. We're like, okay, you're in this. It'd be a disadvantage for you to get out. But a lot of times we can actually help them out. Sometimes we can put them in something that's better. We can get them a better rate of return. So even if you're in something and you're not sure, you're like, well, this had a term on it when I'm not through it yet, still review it. Uh, There may be some things we can tweak within it to make it perform better even.
1: All right, that's Gary Crawford, along with Don Crawford, their retirement advisors with Retirement with Pinnacle. Again, 352-320-2060. And the website's retirementwithpinnacle.com. We'll be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle.
2: To attend one of Gary and Don's seminars or to schedule a meeting with the team, visit their website, retirementwithpinnacle.com for more information or call 352-320-2060.
4: When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, they're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.
1: All right, welcome. You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I have Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. Of course, uh, we like to talk about money on the weekends, but they get money questions at the office. They get money questions through email, phone calls, whatever. This is just what they're inundated with all week. So we take the good questions, we type them out, print them, stick them to the side, and then we go over the stack here. We call it the uh, the mailbag segment. So Gary and Don Crawford, you ready to roll through some of these mailbag questions? We're ready. Sure are. All right, this first one's kind of long doesn't sound very hypothetical either. The first question, my husband just retired and I'm planning to leave my job within the next few months. I just haven't been able to get my replacement trained, but then I'll be set to retire. I'm excited, but already my husband has started to pinch pennies everywhere. I can't even get him to talk about taking our first trip after I retire. This is already driving me crazy. How do I get him to get comfortable with the idea of spending some of our savings on some fun things? This is what we saved it for. I agree with you there. Mm -hmm.
2: I completely understand your frustration. But I also understand the husband's hesitation on this. So both of you have been conditioned for decades to earn and save, right? And now it's time to spend and you're using your nest egg to do this. That's scary.
1: It It is. While you're not earning too.
2: Right. And this is exactly why implementing a retirement income strategy is so important because if you're wanting to travel on a regular basis we include that in your income strategy this way you don't have to decide whether to stay home or go on that trip give us a call this is what we do 352-320-2060
3: yeah you really want to be able to do that you know you work so hard you want to take some trips but like dawn said I mean, you can see your sources of income, you can see your social security, if you have a pension, you know how much you have in savings, but how do you put all that together? It's like a bunch of pieces to a puzzle, right? You can't really see the picture on it. But if we can help you, really, we have software. I mean, we can plug everything in and do cash flow analysis for you and really show you how you can make that money last or really show you how much you're able to spend and really be realistic about it. So
1: Well, I kind of get the feeling the husband's problem isn't so much math. This is a feeling he has, and he's just not comfortable with this new paradigm that he's living under. Do people who are sort of hesitant at first about spending money, I think, confirm if this is right, that they would sort of thaw out as time goes along and they get used to it. Oh, I guess we are going to be okay. I guess we're not going to run out of money. I guess this system is working. And they they start to loosen the purse strings a little bit.
2: I think if they can actually see or hear, like, the plan – If they can see it on paper, people are more likely to say, hey, okay, you know that changes their mindset. It does because you look at that, okay, I've had this lump sum of money and then you're worried, okay, if it's just sitting there, how do you really know it's going to last a lifetime?
3: Yeah. I mean, we've had people come in in their late 70s and they've really been penny pinchers forever. That's just how they've been. And they're like, you know, I wish we would have done more, you know, because there's a health situation that comes up now and they're not able to travel. I wish we would have done more earlier, but we just didn't know how, you know, we didn't know how to access our funds. We didn't know if we were going to run out of money. We're concerned with saving it for healthcare or whatever it might be. And they're not enjoying the retirement. But
2: when you have a plan for that, when you have a plan for what happens you know, the what ifs in life, then you're more comfortable to say, hey, you know, that will change your mindset on, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm more comfortable with the idea because I can actually see it on paper or it's been explained to me.
3: Yeah. So if you want a little more confidence with your retirement and helping you understand your income, 352 Give us a call today.
1: All right. Next question for the mailbag or from my stack of printouts, whatever. This one says, there are a couple of local charities that we've regularly supported throughout our careers. We don't want to completely abandon those causes now that we're retired, but it seems scary to keep giving as much when we are on a fixed income. Should we hold off on charitable giving for now if we're worried about the financial impact? Well, it
3: kind of goes back to what Don just talked about before. So, making sure you un- understand your sources of income, the sustainability of the sources of income, kind of where you're at overall, right? Mm-hmm. You can see the figures. There's also some advantages to charitable gifting, especially when you're retired. So, we know that with like your IRA accounts, 401k's, things of that sort where you put money in and you delayed paying taxes on it, or they call it deferred, okay? At age 72 right now, you're required to start taking a distribution. And a lot of times we encourage folks to start taking distributions prior to that age to take advantage of some of the tax savings we have right now, as opposed to what they might be by the time they turn 72. But charitable gifting and donations actually is a tax write-off. So keep that in mind if you're able to wash some of the taxes and still hold up some of the values or things that are important to you during your retirement, like charitable gifting.
1: All right, 3523202060 website retirement with pinnacle.com. I'm talking with Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. Sorry, just catching up the new people. And uh, we're rolling through the mailbag. Y'all ready for the next one? Sure. Is my social security benefit going to be taxed? I can't figure out what to expect with that. Gary and Don, social security being taxed. What do you think?
2: Short answer, it can be. <laughs> but this usually happens if you have other substantial income in addition to your social security benefits, such as pensions, wages, or any other taxable income that you must report on your tax return. So now that being said, you can only be taxed up to 85% of your total Social Security
3: Oh my benefit. gosh, I would not want to be. I would pay 85% tax on my Social Security. Okay, so how do I get around that?
2: Time? No, 85% of your total benefit can be taxed. Right. Okay, yeah, so I believe the Social Security website, ssa.gov, has specifics on the amount of your benefits in correlation to your income that can be taxed. So if you find out that you will be taxed and you have a good idea of what you owe, you can also make quarterly payments to the IRS or even have taxes withheld from your social security benefits. Yeah. And
3: in most people's situations, I mean, it adds to your total income, like Dawn talked about. And that really is the decision on how much you're going to pay, obviously. But we can walk you through that again, how much your tax liability is going to be and your income and that sort of thing. So again, if you have questions on that, Pick up the phone, ask for Dawn on that one. Give us a
1: call, 352-320-2060. See, this is such a weird system they have going because I can see both sides of it. They don't want to tax your Social Security if this is going to be the only income that you have coming in. But conversely, what sort of incentives does that set up for the people who did something responsible, for the people who did save money, for the people that do have other income streams? You're going to be punished for being responsible by having your taxes jacked up on your Social Security. You know, I find that happens quite a bit with some of these financial rules that the government makes.
2: Yeah, well, you know, (laughs) that's our government for you. And that's unfortunate because, you know, that's like that with your Medicare as well. You know, the more you make, the more you ha- income you have, the sure. more you're going to pay for your Medicare. As yeah, that's well.
3: that's with anything. Um, and you know, some folks that are strictly on Social Security, maybe they didn't have opportunities to do some other things as well. Maybe some of them did, but it's just the situation. But they have to be able to live, right? So they're going to reduce taxes on your income based on on your margin. So, mm-hmm.
1: all right. Well, Social Security being taxed just sounds like a I don't want to say immoral. It just sounds wrong. It's like, this is government money. This is a government check you're giving me, but yeah, you owe taxes on it. Okay. But you could just give me less money. How about that?
3: Yeah. Hey, here's another th- real quick thing. Since we're talking about taxes and income, no matter what your income situation is like, if you're inheriting money, because we all come across situations, where inheriting something, whether it's a property or actual monies. Make sure that you contact our office if you're inheriting something, because the last thing you want to do is take the money the wrong way and end up paying taxes like extreme taxes on your income, unnecessary taxes that you really don't have to pay there. We can educate you based on your situation, how to elect that inheritance. Yeah,
2: that's a good point there. That's huge. I, I'm doing that it. this week. Yeah, I'm doing that this that. week with
3: somebody in Some New York. Things
2: things happen. Yeah.
1: So I've never been through that process before.
3: Yeah, you need help with it. No matter how much you're taking, at least get some counsel on the best way to take those, that inheritance.
1: All right, I got another question, but this one's not fun. Uh, this one says, our son was in a very severe accident and will need some sort of care and financial support going forward. He isn't married and doesn't have any kids. How can we plan for him to be provided for in the future?
3: Well, that's going to fall into creating a trust Okay, that way, if you're no longer here, you still have some control over how those monies are going to be handled uh, for his care. And that can all be spelled out in a trust.
2: Well, let's go back a little bit. And if he obviously he can no longer work. So one of the very first things that needs to be done is file for Social Security disability. Absolutely. Because that's going to provide a monthly income for him. And sometimes it does take I mean, people get discouraged and I've always heard you apply for it. And you get turned down, but don't let that be the last time you do it. Keep going because the more they look into the situation, most likely he will, he'll be able to get that. And
3: there's somebody here in Ocala who can get it for you. So if you have a question on that, feel free to give the office a call as well. I won't say it over the radio, but I'll give you that information.
2: Yeah. Well, but then it, yeah, going back to the trust. So if his parents or, you know, they need to, they want a certain amount of money that is set aside for him and spelled out, that is when a trust is necessary in order to spell that out when you are no longer here.
3: Right. And maybe uh, setting aside some monies, you might want to look at possibly, depending on the amount of assets you have, if you need to beef up the assets, you may need to budget some life insurance premiums for yourselves. That way, when you pass, it can give a tax-free benefit to provide some income streams for him later on in life. And another thing is if he was in a bad accident, his health care costs are probably going to be something that's ongoing. Um, so once he's on Social Security disability, uh, after right at two years, he's eligible for Medicare on as well. 25th month. Uh, so that'll help out a lot with covering some of those costs. and And we can walk you through some of those things if you have questions. And
2: well. they'll actually go retroactive to when he became disabled. So if it's been a year and you're just starting this, don't get discouraged because you can, they will look back and it's retroactive from the time he became disabled.
1: Right. You'll get those checks that you missed.
2: You'll get the checks set they missed, and those months leading up to that will go towards when he can get his Medicare because they look at, okay, let's say he, like I said, if he was disabled a year ago and they're just starting the process and let's say the process takes six months to a year. Well, on that 25th month of disability, that's when he becomes eligible for Medicare. So they're going to look at it from the time he became disabled and they'll do it from that point on. They'll start counting those months up to that 25th month.
1: All right. I have a personal friend who has an adult daughter now that's mentally disabled. She has a special needs trust. Is that what we're talking about? Is mm-hmm. that what you ask for if, if someone calls you? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Special needs trust. Special I'm, needs trust. I just feel so lucky that uh, I am not in that situation. But, you know, all of us are one accident away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Yeah. Gary and Don Crawford, 352-320-2060. The website's retirementwithpinnacle.com. If someone wants to get in touch with you and have a meeting, what do they need to be prepared for? Do they have to bring in all kinds of documents and statements, or is just going to be like a 10-minute phone chat or a one-hour in-office meeting? What do they expect when they call?
3: Well, when you call the office, one of the girls, Caitlin or Tabitha, will walk you through that. Uh, They'll send you an email of what you need to bring for the appointment. That way we can make the most efficiency out of the time that we're with you and actually provide some value because if you come in with nothing it takes a little bit longer so you're not going to get much of a value coming in your first visit so they'll walk you through that but really just kind of looking at your income situation uh, what are your sources of income what your brokerage statements financial records as far as uh, annuities life insurance if you have long-term care insurance what you have for health coverage and you could write some of this down too but really just getting some of those things in order. Are going to make the most out of your appointment so we can really guide you and help you out all
1: right that's gary and don crawford again the phone number is 352-320-2060 the website retirement with pinnacle.com thank you very much for your time guys we'll do it again next weekend all right sounds good all right thanks for hanging out with us today this has been retirement with pinnacle
0: do you need a second opinion on your retirement plan you can't get a second opinion from the one who gave you the first So call Gary and Don Crawford at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. That's
1: 352-320-2060. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC. AE Wealth Management and Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. For more info, visit retirewithpinnacle.com.
0: Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.